When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The World Series postgame show on Fox is presented by Tubi. Here in Phoenix with the Rangers grabbing a 2-1 series lead. And the pitching out of the bullpen, the story for them tonight. They got great defense and a 3-1 win. And they go up 2-1 in this series now heading into a game four tomorrow. Come on in. It's a beautiful night here in Phoenix. And that's where we are down the right field line. Good to see you again. Derek Jeter is here. David Ortiz. Alex Rodriguez. I'm Kevin Burkhart. And one of the stars of the game, John Gray, is with us now. And, John, congrats. You were sensational today. And I guess you just never know, going back from when you're, you know, taken in the first round by Colorado, you never know when your big moment's going to come, right? And obviously you battled an injury at the end of the year. You come out of the bullpen because you're trying to get healthy. And today was your big spot. How did you deal with it? Oh, man, just uh, just staying ready uh, to the days I wasn't and uh, just waiting on that call. I knew it was going to happen eventually. There's some way to help this team out, you know, and uh, and the bullpen's been fun so far. It's been it's been it's been a lot of fun, um, a lot less thinking, a lot more doing. And uh, it's, it's good to help this club out. John, how were you able? I was so impressed with the way you kept your composure out of nowhere. You're usually a starter, not coming from the pen and you're used to routine. How were you able to do that? Oh, man, it's just uh, taking one thing at a time again. Like it's just like starting. I mean. But um, one pitch at a time, one pitch at a time, really focus on execution. I mean, you, I mean, you feel all the energy in the building and you, you want to, you know, really use all of it. But then again, it's going back to doing your job, executing and uh, let everything else take care of it. John, when, when you get caught off into being called out of the bullpen based on a surprise and an and, and injury that uh, uh, Max went through, what is the mentality coming into the game? Um, well, today it, was, it felt like just really slow down. You know, things got really fast right there. I knew that coming out of the bullpen, things do get faster. So it was really just slow down, take things one pitch at a time. You know, uh, take your time out there. I mean, even even this pitch clock, you still take your time and use it as your friend. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find a groove. Now, I said when, the se- when this series started, I, said I picked you as my X factor. Because, you know, you're coming off the injury, you hadn't thrown a lot of pitches, but you knew you were going to be there at some point. How confident were you coming back from the injury in this series? Do you feel comfortable out there, or are you still finding your way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to get that opportunity. I mean, uh, I feel like I've been banged up so much this year. I've been hit by comebackers. I've had, like, the weirdest stuff happen. But but uh, you just knowing that there's an opportunity and, 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 and still doing all the work and uh, just ready for it, I mean, that that's meant the world to me. And just to be able to help this team out, because they've been playing so well, and I didn't get much of the postseason. So to be able to come in now and do a really good job, it feels amazing. John, how did you deal with your pitch arsenal? Obviously, you, you said it. You only, had one post, you only had one bullpen appearance in your life until this series. So how do you deal with that as a pitch arsenal, narrowing it down and maybe using two pitches instead of more than that? I mean, it just seems like things get simpler and simpler out of the bullpen. Uh, 
You know, I, I'm really using two pitches. Yeah. I used one curveball today. That was kind of an anomaly. But, I mean, really just focus on the bread and butter and just making that as sharp as I can. Did, did you guys feel that you flipped the script when they got that big out at home plate in the second and then in the top of the third, Simeon comes with a base hit? It's almost a four-run four, four run turnaround yeah. there. Absolutely, man. Adola said that was an awesome throw. And uh, you do something like that and you come right back in, I mean, that that's definitely a contributor to the offense for sure. Hey, John, tomorrow – Supposedly, it's supposed to be a, a bullpen game. You pitched three innings today. If you had to come on tomorrow, what would you do? Don't answer it. Try to do the same thing. <laughs> do the same thing, man. Uh, let on, it eat. Man. Let it eat. Yep. <laughs> what are you going to do it for Halloween tomorrow, let, by the John. way? John. <laughs> hey, KB, John knows Poppy well. He said, let it eat. Now you're talking Poppy's language. That's right. Come <laughs> on, man. That's monster. <laughs> Come on, man. John, uh, outstanding, and thanks for joining us tonight. Congrats on that, okay? Oh, thank you guys John so much. Gray, this Rangers bullpen, just sensational here tonight, nice. and that's why they've nice. got the 2-1 series leading. Game four of this World Series tomorrow night. Derek Jeter is here, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Kevin Burkhart. We just talked to John Gray on Fox. And, Derek, let's stay there with this bullpen for a second. Because in game one, Texas bullpen was sensational, right? Six-plus innings, didn't allow anything. And then tonight you got Gray, who you said would have an impact in this series. Spores, who has been, you know, he had an ERA of almost six during the regular season. He's been untouchable in the postseason. And then Chapman and LeClerc hung on. Impressive tonight. Yeah, I tell you, you know, the story coming into the postseason was the questions around the Texas Rangers bullpen. We said it weeks ago. They were coming out like they have something to prove. And all these guys, I think what they've done is they've completely forgotten about anything that's happened in the regular season. And now they're focused on the postseason. They have a lot of confidence. And they're a big reason why they're here. Hey, the adrenaline coming into the playoff, it makes a difference. I mean, there's guy that once the playoff kicks in, it seems like they put their Superman cap on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this moment is the type of moment that you realize that you begin to be well recognized. It's all dependent on you perform. And that's why there's a lot of guys that they just flip that switch when it comes down to playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and Cap, you've been saying it all along. Like, momentum doesn't mean anything. You got a new day. And the Rangers keep proving that whatever happened yesterday doesn't matter. They played a great game in one, not so good in two, and they're right back at three. The bullpen in game one and three, 11 and a third, one run, 12 strikeouts to no walks. And by the way, Chapman, a little bit of an unsung hero, mm. in a matter of 20 seconds, the beautiful breaking ball to Carroll, strikes him out looking, 20 seconds later, double play, and a fantastic black belt play by Corey Seager. Yeah, short. defense big for the Rangers. Talk about Seager. We'll stay with him because he is with our Tom Verducci right now. Come on! Thanks. Corey, you've had five home runs this postseason, three of those on first pitches. Tell me about the one tonight. Um, you know, just trying to get a good pitch. Um, Mark's put a good at-bat together and, and had the single to drove in a run, and I was just trying to match it. Huge double play in this game. Aroldis Garcia, Chapman rather, has one ground ball double play all year. That's the second this postseason. That was a beauty. Tell me about that play. Yeah, it came in a good time. Um, he made a good pitch, you know, and, and Marcus did a hell of a job on that transfer and turn. You know, it, it was just a, it was a good play all around and a big momentum swing for us. And finally, what's your appreciation for someone like John Gray? One career post uh, out of the bullpen appearance and the job he did tonight, his third of the postseason. Yeah, you know, he was the hero tonight. He came out and gave us some really big innings. You know, he kept it on our side. He kept them off balance. He put up zeros. You know, that was exactly what we needed in that moment. Corey, thanks so much. Thank you. Back to you, KB. All right, Tom, thanks. And, Corey, thank you. And you're talking about what he's done in the postseason. Home runs among shortstops. He's creeping up on the captain over here, 18. Obviously, he had the game-tying two-run shot in the ninth on game one. 
And then this one, the difference really in the game with a two-run shot brought home Simeon. Let's talk about defense, though, in this game. You, you mentioned it. There were two sparkling plays. What stayed with the Seager play? Chapman comes in, and we're all thinking, oh, boy. He's getting a little shaky. He gets a big strikeout. And that was a rocket that Seager makes a play and then does a little a little backhand flip to turn two. It's unbelievable. I mean, I think the word that reminds me of him is just composure. I mean, look at this play. This is a game-changing play. There's, there's a strikeout and a beauty. And then ground ball double play with a plus runner. The composure, the catch, the internal clock with a beautiful flip and Simeon with a beautiful strong arm to first base for the double play. Cody Seager, without a doubt, guys, without a doubt, he's my favorite player for now. I mean, that guy can do it all. <laughs> he can do it all, man. I mean, this guy, last night we talked about it. I had never seen a heater. Basically, Barry Bone is the guy that I can remember that was on top of every pitch. This guy never looked out of balance. You throw a cookie to the cookie monster and look at what happened. <laughs> he will come in, get you, and make you pay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so good. This, this guy never look out of balance. You tell me. <laughs> Don't throw a cookie in the cookie monster. Oh, man. Um, look, the reason... <laughs> The reason hard why, to talk after that, isn't yeah, it? I, I, yeah, it's hard to talk a lot of times in these shows we have. But um, the reason why I love Seager as a player, right? I said it, what was it, two days ago. Yeah. Not just because of what he's doing offensively. I mean, he makes everything look easy, mm. even on defense. He makes plays on defense, trust me, that are not easy plays to make. I'm not talking about the double play. That was an awesome play he made tonight. But he makes plays in the hole, makes them look routine. Sometimes you have players that actually make easy plays look difficult he's the complete opposite he makes difficult plays look easy and he's consistent and he beat you with the bat today beat him with the gloves well and, and, and Derek look we came up loving you know Cal Ripken and this is tough to do if you're Omar Vizcaro if you're a small shortstop that's five seven five eight this guy's doing it at six foot four sure. and he moves around like he's five foot eight it's unbelievable <laughs> um, I love to see that home run again because he, here's what Simeon did we talked about Simeon getting getting get going huge two out two strike double those are backbreaker and on this change up watch this change up cut change ups usually go the other way this one actually cut a little bit right into the cookie monsters barrel that's right and all this guy does hit home runs and big big home runs connected and beautifully struck you know the other thing is and I agree with all that the other thing is We've been kind of waiting for Marcus Simeon to make his mark, really, in the postseason. He just hasn't had the hits. He hasn't found the groove. And then, you know, he was in the middle of that inning, right? I mean, he gets the RBI single first, and then he's driven home, and you, you kind of smile because I know you, you said it would come, and it, and it came tonight. Thank you, Marcus, for doing what you did. No, it's he's Marcus Simeon is too great of a player to struggle for an extended period of time. Once again, the postseason is a small sample size. You know, you have a bad week, you have a bad two weeks, which happens throughout the course of every season for every player. You do it in the postseason when the lights are the brightest, people make a big deal out of it. This guy's going to hes gonna be in the game, he's going to play, he's going to get his at-bats, he's going to play great defense. I mean, look, there's a great play by Seager. Simeon had to turn it. Yeah. So he's contributing to their, to their wins, and he's going to continue to get better offensively. I think he's going to get into that groove. I told you guys that I'm not worried about Simeon. Simeon is the type of player that he know how to get his groove on. Even when he's not going well, 
he found a way to get his groove. I mean, all of a sudden, all he had to do was get on base. So look down here. <laughs> so the cookie monster can take care of business. Ha 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 can we possibly put them up here? Okay. Uh, I know, for your kids, for your kids. For your kids. I'm done with that. Let, let, <laughs> that'll go well with the cigars. Yeah. Let me try to talk a, a little baseball because this was this was a World Series game. Derek, you mentioned a double play, but remember, he's a shortstop. He was mentored by Ron Washington, okay? And he has a shortstop arm. And not a lot of second basemen, Kevin, can make that turn look so easy and have the arm strength. But let's remember, this guy played in every game this year. He led the American League in hits. He has almost 700 plate appearances, by far the most he's ever had. Maybe he's a little fatigued. Don't forget his wife just had a baby last week. Mm -hmm. So he's gone through a lot. But that hit, we called on him before the game, and he delivered in a big way. And doing it with two strikes and two outs is massive. Well, I want to go back to the other point uh, about defense. You go to the bottom of the second inning, it looks like Arizona's about to take off, right? Christian Walker ropes one. He's got a double. Tommy Famu, you can't get out now. Base hit. Walker's coming around. Adolis Garcia, who's got a hose, one of the best in the game, pegs him at home. It changed the feel, right? Because that, that could have been a five-run inning, you know, the way Scherzer you know, felt there. Tell me about what was so impressive about that play by Garcia. Yeah, that was the entire game. First of all, rule number one for, for a third-base coach, you have to have 100% assurance that you're going to be safe. The minute that he does this and he hesitates once, twice, you, it, it's not a red light. It's a neon red light. You cannot stop. You have to tackle him. Get there early and do not even make it a decision. That out and then another great play defensively and then boom, three runs on the other side. Kevin, that could have been a five-run swing. And for me, that was the ball game. Well, I think outfielders with strong arms, it's almost like it's a lost art in the sport. Yeah. You know, you never, you don't see guys throwing people out at the plate anymore. Garcia has a strong arm. Now, getting thrown out at the plate in that situation can't happen. But we've been talking about how aggressive this Arizona Diamondbacks team is. It's okay to be aggressive, right? They, they cause chaos is what we said, but it has to be controlled chaos. You can't make the first out there. I saw the third base coach, Paris Chica, was holding him up. Who knows if it was late? Who knows whatever? But that can't happen in that particular situation. But you give it to Garcia. That was yeah. a great throw. To me, I, I think that was the difference of the game. Right there. If you look at that video, he looked, the runner looked like he had a little bit of a guiltiness, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then, look at that, look at that. It seems like when he went around third base, he feels so guilty that he don't even want to look at the, the third base coach. You look at his head down. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to make that up. I got to put my head down because that's how I feel like I get faster. And boom, this is what happened. That was the difference of the you're game. You're saying because, right because he stuttered and that's waited, right. he felt, I, I see what you're that's saying. That's right. Yeah. But Kevin, I don't know before. That's what I know. <laughs> the, the, the truth is, Poppy, we've all done it, right? And there's nothing to feel bad about. He actually played the first half of that base running play was excellent because he wanted with no outs to make sure that ball dropped, okay? That part is great. The minute you hesitate once, and certainly twice, 
You, you can almost jog to third base and stop. Hold on right there, big guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hold let, on yeah, yeah. right there. Let's hear it. You shuffle one time and then you, you shuffle what's the game. After that, what would you do? You, you got to pick up the third base coach. That's it. You have to. And, and Poppy, in your mind as a base runner, you're you going to have to play everything out, right? You've got a great arm in right field. We all know that, okay? He's got the best arm in the outfield. The minute you hesitate with no outs, you basically know you got to stop at third base mm -hmm. and not, you know, get yourself out of that inning. Yeah, but I mean, you know, look, to his defense, I've done it. We've all done it. Yeah. We've all been thrown out at bases before. We talk about the aggressive style of play for the Arizona Diamondbacks. You do not want them to stop playing like that. If you're an aggressive team, you're going to make mistakes. If you make aggressive mistakes, it's okay. Passive mistakes are the ones that are going to hurt you. Obviously, we're playing in a World Series, so people are going to make a big deal out of it. But I, I don't have a problem with that. You can't, you can't, I didn't actually see, you pointed out, made a good point where he had his head down, mm -hmm. didn't pick up the third base coach, because the third base coach was stopping. Yeah, yeah Kat, right. but I got to tell you just one thing, because I'm really passionate about this. And, and again, this is where you win and lose World Series. I have no problem with mistakes. I have no problem with being aggressive. The problem is when you make a mental mistake of that monumental size, it affects the whole 26 players, the coaches, and everyone else. And the morale of the fan base, everyone goes down. A mistake is good. You can do it. But a mental mistake, that's much harder to get over. Yeah, he made a mistake. But, hey, move on from there. It was a, it, the following inning. Yesterday, Arizona scored seven out of their nine runs with two outs. So you got to give it to the Texas Rangers. Simeon with the two-out hit. Seager with the two-out home run. So, yeah, I think it's easy to look back and say that was the turning point. But once again, if you're going to play aggressively, continue to play aggressively and don't let this stop you. Yeah. Yeah. And that is how they've played all year, right? That, that you're exactly right. That's how they played all year. And by the way, you mentioned the play after that didn't get them out of the inning. They had that rocket off of Scherzer that Josh Young came in barehanded and threw out that because so they needed one more play yeah. to get out of that inning. So they really great defense overall by Texas tonight. Bullpen work. We know that. And then uh, Tom Verducci standing by with Nathaniel Lowe. Gabble, gabble. Thanks. Nathaniel, you're leading off the third inning. You get behind 0-2. You're still in the batter's box seven pitches later and start the rally with that base hit. Take me through that at bat. Uh, the way he sinks the ball, you know, I, I don't feel great about going down in the zone with him, and I stuck some really close pitches there that could have gone either way. So it's nice to finally get a call that feels like it goes my way, and then I finally got something to handle, and I hammered it. So that was a good feeling, you know. And then um, – the big part there is Marcus getting that big knock. You know, we did a great job getting me over. Uh, Josh got pitched really tough behind me. Leoti gets me over. Marcus gets me in, and that's pretty cool. Nathaniel, you had to watch Adolis Garcia and Max Scherzer lead this game with injuries. What was the feeling, and what's the level of concern going forward? Uh, that's nothing new for us, you know. If you look at the guys on paper that we brought in at the beginning, uh, we could have had a, a totally different-looking rotation, but we found a way to get around that and find some guys that are going to get big outs for us. So, yeah, we hope they're not down too long. Uh, I hope Max's elbow's okay and whatever's wrong with the Dulles is, is getting better because he's going to find a way to try and get in that lineup tomorrow. And finally, how about the X factor in your bullpen, John Gray, and the job he did tonight? John Gray, uh, reliever John Gray is pretty good, man. He's good as a starter, too, but for him to come out after being on schedule to start tomorrow and, and probably not ready to get on the mound today, but to go out and do what he did was amazing. So we're really happy for him. Thanks so much, Nathaniel. Thank you. Back to you. All right, Tom, thanks. Nathaniel, thanks as well. How about this? Uh, Rangers on the road. Not only nine in a row, they've won, they've won every game. They've won nine in a row. You could, you could name it. It's unbelievable. It's unprecedented what they've done away from home in this postseason that trend continued in game three.
And so that'll bring us up to game four of the World Series tomorrow night. There you go. That'll be fun to get back here and see where we go with the Rangers up 2-1 to one in this series. Very underrated defensive team, the Texas Rangers. Very solid across the board. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks having the least number of errors in the history of the sport, the 56. Well, Texas had 57. So yeah. they're right there with them. Two of the best in the league. And now the concern, though, on the injured players, Scherzer and Garcia. Let's hear from the manager, Bruce Bochy. Right. Uh, right now, we're going to uh, just evaluate him. Uh, Goalie will get some diagnostics done, see where he's at. Left side tightness. Uh, we're being optimistic there, but we'll know more tomorrow. Uh, same with Max. Uh, Max took a pretty good shot on the elbow. That's what we were concerned about, but it was his low back that tightened up on him. He just couldn't go anymore. And same with him. We'll see where he's at the next 24 hours and decide uh, where we're at with him. Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Max Scherzer says his back locked up on him and uncertain for the rest of the series of Dolis Garcia undergoing an MRI. So obviously you hope for the best for both players. Let's start first with Garcia. I mean, if he can't play the rest of the series, if it's an oblique or something like that, I, how do you replace the guys that had one of the most historic postseasons of all time? Yeah, I mean, you hope you hope the Rangers didn't, you know, win the game and lose the battle, yeah. right? Because uh, you can't feel great about the win with these two horses potentially being down for the rest of the series. And this is never a good look. I know that you guys have had it. I've had this injury, and it's never easy to recover. You hope the MRI comes back clear and not something serious with the oblique. Definitely, definitely. I mean, this is the time of the year where the last thing you want to see is you start, you keep players going down like that. I mean, I don't blame Butch. I mean, he looked very worried when he was talking to the press. But we'll see. Hopefully it's not a De Garcia injury. Hopefully it's not a bad injury. Hopefully he can come back tomorrow and play. Yeah, I mean, you never want to speculate. You don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you hope it's his back. Not a rib cage. Right. You have a rib mm -hmm. cage, that's a real problem. But once again, we won't speculate on that. But if you're going to win a championship, someone else is going to have to step up. That's right. Right. Someone else is going to step step up. So you can't feel sorry for yourself if these two guys can't go. You just got to go out there, try to win a game tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see how he does. Hopefully, Max Scherzer, same thing, right? He's, he's battling the last couple of months with multiple injuries, but we will see. If Garcia can't play, at least tomorrow, you would think that Robbie Grossman would be the guy, a veteran who's been around. So they have a guy that fill in and do the job there. But uh, fingers crossed for the Rangers on those injuries. Yeah, you're trying to get me in trouble. I know. Uh, I know the world's watching right now. I mean, I'm not happy about it. Um, I know that if, it, if they were off the plate and there were missed calls, they got to tighten it up. Just this the same as ever. I'd say that to everybody. But I will say this, that the umps are doing their absolute best. Um, ball's moving at high velocities. It's, it's getting manipulated at home plate. But yeah, there, there were some um, calls that didn't, didn't go our way today. Was that the difference in the game? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, they took advantage of it, let's put it that way. If they were missed calls, they took advantage of it and won the baseball game the way they needed to. Here we go on X. Um said it was strike two, so it was strike two. That's what the Ranger fan says. Go and take Tom it. Tom and Jerry. Of course. My favorite cartoon. You like uh, you like what Lavello said there? You said you said maybe he's kind of planning for game four with that, huh? You know what? I think, to be honest with you, I think it wasn't a smart answer by him. You don't want to 
you know, end up a gang with a bad call like that. But he said, right, that wasn't the case. The case was the base run before that. I mean, you cannot blame the umpire, you know, sometimes they're going to make mistakes, you know. It's a lot going on. Like he say, there's a guy behind the play manipulating pitches and this and that. And like there I say, it was a pitch before that was supposed to be a strike and it was called ball. So even Steven. Exactly, and we'll see maybe just put a little message in their head for game four, which will come your way tomorrow night. There you go. So tomorrow, 7 o'clock Eastern, our coverage on Fox, taking you up to game four, Rangers and Diamondbacks. Arizona trying to even this thing at two games apiece. And ahead of game two on Saturday, Boys and Girls Club's National Youth of the Year, Alejandra L., visited our set in Arlington, presented with the inaugural Fox Sports World Series Scholarship, benefiting her hometown club in McAllen, Texas. Alex, I know you grew up with the Boys and Girls Club, do so much for them right now. What does that mean to you, and what did that moment you think mean to Alejandra? Oh, it means everything, Kevin. And Alejandra was so nice to meet her. She got the first scholarship. It was a wonderful moment. But for me, fellas, the Boys and Girls Club basically saved my life. I mean, uh, when my father left when I was 10, the Boys and Girls Club entered. And, you know, our Jim Clark, our CEO, does tremendous work. Frank and Gallo, Majid, who you guys know Gallo, they've been there for 40 years. And it's been a life changer. Uh, I'm proud to sit on the board for now over 20 years, along with our boss, Eric Shanks, sit in a few committees with them and do great work. And um, my daughters are doing voluntary work there and it's just the best place that saved my life. That's awesome, man. Amazing. I have been able also to do things with the Boys and Girls Club and it made me very proud to see all these young kids always trying to get better, improve themselves with the help of everybody that is in charge of the uh, Boys and Girls Club. It's something that I feel proud of doing things with them because every time you go around you learn something new. So much great work. I mean, my foundation has done a lot of work with the Boys and Girls Club as well. We can go on and on. It could be a whole other show talking about Absolutely. the Boys and Girls Club. So it's just great to get a chance to see some of these kids when they come out. It's awesome. Well done, Bridge. guys. Well, well done. There you go. So that was fun on Saturday, and we can't wait to take up the game four.